Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma Fuggin Gettys. Let Tim host. How are you doing, Bless? Dude, I'm doing pretty good this morning. We had a we had a really good stream. We we reacted to New Game Plus Expo. Yeah, really it was fun. kind of a kind of a surprise. A lot of a lot of very Japanese games. Some were were yes. very fun to look at. Some were confusing. Yes. Uh, we definitely saw the most confusing trailer of all time, where it was pretty hype. It was yeah. like ten, not even ten seconds. I would say seven seconds of a a like zoom in on this thing, and then it just cut and just ended. Nothing happened. No. No more further further details. We'll have to wait wait for later, I guess. Yeah. No, it was definitely one of those ones where I think I mentioned this during the stream that like it felt like they put in like the a random game generator and just made a whole stream based off games that were made from a random game generator. And for the most part, like the games look cool. The games it, look it awesome. Worked. The games look fun. Yeah. Like it worked. Yeah. Like by the time it finished, I was like, that was a really good time. Many of these games, but mm-hmm. I had a blast watching the stream. I had a blast seeing these games. Yeah. The the one thing that I want to bring attention to is I love the last couple of days we've been getting the like Japanese quirkiness that I, I've missed in video games for a while. It's been it's been so much um, you know, a little a little bit more Western influence when it comes to the press conferences as of late. But seeing Sakurai yesterday uh do his oh, thing yeah. for the the Smash Brothers presentation and then seeing all this, seeing Suda 51 poorly green screened in front of a uh, gameplay of oh my no- god that, that that is probably the worst to see the gameplay <laughs> that was probably the worst instance of the work from home webcam situation i've seen so far on stream like yeah, i, I love yeah. like suda 51 is one of my favorite developers but yeah they had him at what like 360p he looked actually the way you look right now on stream uh yeah. where it was all, all, all pixelated if you're watching the video version it, it really sucks. I hate I'm that. I'm gonna I'm try out. to switch it back. I went to the south, and I'm gonna go to west. Ready? Let's go back west. It looks so good for a second, and then you go back to shitty. Yeah, that's just Discord. We can't really do anything about yeah. that. But let's talk about things that we can talk about. We do that. We do know about uh, things like Microsoft shutting down Mixer, Facebook acquiring Ready at Dawn, and more. Because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Every time I bang on the desk, I'm like, I, I keep remembering when uh, when Kevin was building the desk. Can I? Can you stop? It's fine. Stand on but the like desk, the more- bless. When I when I when I banged it this time, it was one of those things where where I felt it shake more than usual. You know, it, did, you it didn't feel, feel shit. You just keep sit nah, on man. the damn desk. Just stand on it. Just stand on it. I'm not, I'm not standing on this desk. First of all, I don't have that great of balance. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna like knock down my 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 monitor, my new monitor that I'm using. My I'm gonna knock knock down my laptop. I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna break my leg. FYI, like, I, I like this shot. If I if I injure myself during work from home, does that count the same as if I do it from work? Can I still sue Greg yeah. Miller? Because that oh, can, that, can that happen? That okay, is definitely sweet. how that works. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm going to say no, uh, pod- you can't. You can listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Connor Nolan, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by 
Purple Mattress, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say six. Less. I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this hijack this real quick. There we go. There we go. Because there, there's like breaking stuff coming in right now that is, that's Whoa. all over the place. Everyone should just be aware right now. If you aren't on Twitter looking at like all the accusations going forward, like you should look at them. Look at all of them. There is so many, especially right now. There's a lot of stuff coming out about um, IGN stuff, about Steve Butts and Tal Blevins. The thing that I want to talk about here in the context of Kind of Funny Games Daily is mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Dyer did a, a Twitter thread this morning. And some newsworthy things that I, I think that should be talked about here yeah. are uh, Mitch Dyer tweeted, um, when I reported on Amy Hennig leaving Naughty Dog, Steve Butts and Tal Blevins forced gossip into the story. They heard it was a hostile takeover. We didn't want to publish it. I tried to take my name off the story. They would not allow me to do so. They forced an unproven claim onto IGN.com with my name on it against my will to protect their relationship with Sony. When Sony justifiably condemned our story, Steve and Tal were silent. They never went to bat for me for a second. Uh, to Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, who were caught in the crossfire of IGN's hostile, toxic leadership, I'm so sorry. I'm responsible for the anger, disgust, and disappointment you lived with then, and I'll never forgive myself for buckling beneath these manipulative monsters. These are the guy, the same guys who would later publish a story on IGN stating The Last Guardian's canceled. When we confronted them about publishing an unsubstantiated and hilariously bullshit story without consulting the news team, they said, you should have chased this. Um, and then he goes on and there's a, a lot of other um, accusations and stuff. But th- those things in particular, specifically the uh, the Naughty Dog stuff, that has been a story for years that has turned into a lot of, um, you know, negativity and uh, rumors and assumptions about Naughty Dog and their, their structure and how things went down with Amy. And I know that it, mm-hmm. it, that, that caused a lot of strife and it is a, an oft-referenced um, p- piece of evidence that, that people use against Naughty Dog and um, just – you know, there's there's so many different uh, perspectives to this, and there's a lot going on. So again, pay attention right now. There's a lot a lot happening, and yeah. you you know, it just you have to do your part in in listening and trying to understand. You know, the best steps forward. There's not yeah, much else right. to say after that. And like to, to what you're saying too, like if you've been been paying attention to social media and stuff over the weekend, right? Like it's been happening across multiple creative industries and like you know artistic industry industries. People have been calling out. Folks who have been shitty and also people people in in positions of power who have been shitty and who have abused that power, uh, you know, to either, you know, be be to either prey on women or prey on their employees or or to just be shitty in general. Uh, and yeah, like one, it's a shame to see. Two, it's a thing that like, you know, it's not this. This isn't new. Right. Like this is kind of analogous. To, I feel like conversations we we're having a couple of weeks ago about uh, the protests and stuff. Right. Like this isn't. These aren't issues that are new. These are issues that have existed, you know, for a while and they're unacceptable. And so for the fact that people are coming out and and being vocal and actually speaking their mind and actually like calling out shitty people, and making sure that those people are being held accountable for the actions like good on them. Uh, yeah, it, it, it sucks, man. Uh, especially like it's, especially especially seeing seeing the stuff come out from people who like like will either respect or people who we've been a fan of historically. Right, like mm-hmm. seeing those people kind of, kind of uh, fall, and you know, not, not live up to those expectations you have for them. Uh, it's terrible, and so be Absolutely. a good person out there. Be yep. a good person. Be, be good, and again, pay attention, and really take this time to to listen and learn, and you know, kind of just take it all in because there's a lot, and it's it's really nasty, shady shit, and yeah. we need to not allow this ha- to happen. There's systemic problems that we all need to kind of 
help each other out with and call out bullshit when we see it. Let's call that story 0.5. Now let's get into story number one. Microsoft is shutting down Mixer. This is Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Microsoft is pulling the plug on its video streaming service, Mixer. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer announced the move today in a post the official Xbox uh, in the post on the official Xbox site, acknowledging that the service failed to grow as quickly as the company had hoped. Quote, ultimately, the success of partners and streamers on Mixer is dependent on our ability to, to scale the service for them as quickly as, and broadly as possible, Spencer said. He continued, it became clear that the time needed to grow our to grow our live streaming community uh, to scale was out of the, out of measure with the vision and experiences we want to deliver to gamers now. So we've decided to close the operations side of Mixer and help the community transition to a new platform. To better serve our community's needs, we're teaming up with Facebook to enable the Mixer community to tr- transition to Facebook gaming, end quote. Mixer will go, will go dark on July 22nd with all of its sites and apps then redirecting users to Facebook gaming. Mixer partners will be, will be given partner status on Facebook gaming as well, and Microsoft, Microsoft said Facebook will match existing agreements streamers had with Mixer, quote, as closely as possible, end quote. That apparently doesn't include high-profile streamers uh, that Microsoft has signed Mixer, ex- Mixer exclu- exclusivity deals with, like Tyler Ninja Blevins or Michael Shroud Rizek. I definitely mispronounced that, but I'm going to say Grisette because that's the best I can do. Facebook, Facebook gaming head uh, Vivek Sharma told the, told the Verge that they'll be, they'll be released from their contracts and can decide where they would like to stream next. Current, current Mixer Pro, Pro subscribers and recent, recently active streamers in Mixer's open monetization program will each receive $15 in credit applied to the Microsoft accounts associated with their Mixer accounts. Tim, this is breaking yesterday right after KFGD. It's been a huge thing. What's been your take on this whole situation? I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. It's one of those things that is difficult to talk about uh, on every specific level because you need to look at it as a whole, as a, a little granular bits, because these streaming platforms, so many of them came up at once, right? And that's just kind of how technology works. And Microsoft's uh, entry into the fray was Mixer. And they really heavily invested, which is what you need to do in order to even have a chance to succeed when there's already such big fish like Twitter. And at the time, even YouTube kind of coming in and trying to get some of that that live um, piece of the pie. And I think that with that, it's the risk reward. Um, but there's definitely a lot of strategic moves that can leave you pretty high and dry. And I think that that's kind of what we saw here, because especially with all the, the huge name deals that they made, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of money that just kind of is being invested. And if you're not seeing the um, results from that, then it's not sustainable. And the unfortunate thing is it was then this is where we get a little bit more granular because that's the broad thing where it's like, it's easy to say, of course, this was going to fail, you know, and like, mm-hmm. especially in hindsight. But I think even in, with looking ahead, it was back then it was like, all right, Mixer, what are you going to do? And it's it, yeah. it had the, the better platform in a lot of ways. They They were offering a lot of great things. Um, but it was built on the back of a lot of smaller creators and a lot of people that um, were enticed by the different offerings or the lower threshold of um, the barrier of entry to becoming partnered with Mixer as opposed to something like Twitch. And now all of a sudden they they're in trouble. You know, all of these these thousands of creators are just out of nowhere yesterday told, hey, you're not going to have a place to stream. And, oh, we'll move you to Facebook gaming. But, like, that is such a a contentious thing uh, in and of itself already. Like, partnering yeah. with Facebook 
um, I personally feel is the least ideal of these situations. Like if it was YouTube or Twitch, I understand they would have never went with Twitch, but if it was YouTube or Twitch, I think at least that would have been some like a, a, a fair olive branch of, Hey, this sucks, but we're trying our best to deal with this. Um, with Facebook, it just kind of seems like to me, Facebook is a lot of fake opportunity. Uh, there's so many views there, but it's, they're not real. Like they, yeah. it's the, the it's, equivalent a of auto, it's a lot of passive stuff. And you know, Facebook is a jack of all trades, master of stealing your information like, at this point yeah. where it's just like, you know, it's so it's not focused enough to be fully featured in the way that the streamers need it to be. So to, to get to the end of what I'm trying to say here is like, I, I do think this was a very likely outcome for all of this. It's very unfortunate. And I think that the real story is how many people are going to be affected by this um, based on promises that that couldn't be kept and i wonder how long ago people knew that it couldn't be kept yeah and i think that's a that's a big thing is this feels very sudden like this isn't if you if you you know asked me years ago when when mixer started when beam started you know do you think that at a certain point this shuts down because it fails i, I would have been like oh yeah sure i can very easily see that happening but the the fact that it's happening right now the fact that it's happening so so sudden and, and it feels very out of nowhere uh you know it still it still feels shocking um especially for from a company like Microsoft who you know Microsoft has money mixer is a thing that i'm sure was a loss factor for them and i'm sure like they looked at that and they were like hey we can still support mixer we see a future in mixer we can we can see we can see a way we, that we can flip this further down the line with you know everything else going on in Microsoft supporting this small business that you know, for all intents and purposes, isn't making them isn't making the return uh, that we necessarily want it to make. You know, I kind of saw I kind of saw it as like a kind of a passion project for them, and not necessarily a passion project in the sense that like we want to do Mixer, but in the a passion project in the sense that like we can monetize this better later. And to, and so to see them kind of back off of it out of nowhere is kind is a is a little bit shocking. Um, and to what you're saying, right? Like, there's a lot of facets that go into this, right? Like, we can talk about how. Like the the delivery of this information yesterday, where everybody kind of just found out at the same time, that's not necessarily ideal. You had a lot of partners that were kind of just blindsided by the fact that this service is shutting down, and you know this is how a lot of people were building their communities. This is how some people were making a living. Like, you know, there's a lot that there's a lot that goes into how you deliver this information, and 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 even with that, it felt very sudden. Um, there are folks like you know in the in the in the article they mentioned uh, Ninja who who I guess isn't going to um, renew his deal, but, which coming he shouldn't. Out, with coming with out Facebook. clean, dude. Like, like, can you imagine? Could you imagine being him? If you're if you're a Ninja right now, you signed a, a what was it thirty million dollar deal? Something like for, that, yeah. I, if I remember, and we're getting the full payout. $30 million for three years and you get it in one year and you get to go clean and you get to go do yes. another deal with whoever you want. That yeah. is utterly insane, man. Like, it, like, like that's what happens when, when, when bad deals are made. And like, honestly, like he's getting the money. Like that's crazy. Dude, that, I that couldn't imagine. Is that, is that confirmed that he's, he's going to get the money? That's mm -hmm. been, what's been reported. Yeah. That they're, they're giving them the full payout, which if you think about it, right? Like think about it this way. You're ninja. You signed that three-year deal for let's say 30 million. And you're moving over to Mixer, which is a platform that you, that you don't yet have your audience uh, in yet. Like you're going to move to Mixer and not have as big of an audience. Um, mm -hmm. But you imagine that like a lot of your audience is going to have that crossover or whatever. But either way, you're going to be making less money from that audience. But the idea is, hey, 
Microsoft is paying me what I would have made anyway with three years on Twitch. And so, you know, I'll move over to Mixer. Uh, I'll, I'll take that lump sum and then, you know, I'll build from there. Now you have that lump sum after a year. And now if you want, you can go back to Twitch and just continue streaming and make twice as much money. Yeah. That's it's, fucking insane. It's it's insane. And, you know, like there's there's that the big side. But to, to look back at the, the smaller streamers, the advice that I would want to give to them is take this as a lesson. And, and I'm saying this even to the people that aren't affected by it for, by Mixer, the people that want to start creating and stuff. Do not allow all of your sources of revenue to be from one place. Do not allow a situation that if someone takes a platform and one day just decides it doesn't exist, that you are, are left in a place of disarray. Like you need to be able to, uh, you know, just spread your content in multiple places. And that's why I think that having the YouTube and live uh, strategy works so well for people um, where you have BOD on YouTube you, and you either use Twitch or Mixer or whatever, uh, it, it, your choice of. Uh, streaming service and wherever you, you can get the best deals for you right like facebook gaming is consistently for all the things that they lack they are offering a lot more money to a lot smaller creators and, and that's something that I, I i really do want to commend them for because usually with mixer they're, they're only paying the big dogs you know they're not like going to these small tiny creators and i will say in in, in defense of mixer like we have had nothing but great conversations with them Nothing ever came to fruition. Kind of funny, and Mixer never really did anything. But I did have multiple conversations over the last couple of years about trying to get something to happen. And their entire platform was, hey, we want you to be able to stream anywhere. Like, we we do not want Kind of Funny to be exclusive here. We want it to be in as many places as possible. And it's Twitch that won't allow us to do that because of the way that their contracts work. And that's totally fair if they want to do that. I hate it. I wish that wasn't the case. Um, but that's our choice to sign with them. Um, but my point is like Mixer did really care and it, it, this sucks because it's, it's not like there was a a group of people there that were just money hungry, trying to make this work. Those people exist. Those people were there for sure. But there was also a ton of people that work in, worked at Mixer that are now out of a job that really were passionate about this product. Like I've talked to multiple people during the times of them trying to make the deals and they were trying to sell Mixer to me. And it wasn't a, it didn't feel like a sales pitch. It felt like a. I'm so excited to tell you about what we're doing. It's so freaking cool. And like, it reminds me of the way we kind of talk to each other, like when we're playing a video game that we love or like when we're working on something where it's like, oh man, I'm I'm just so excited to talk about this. And it's like, those people are out of a job now. Those people platform that they've built and the the streamers that have been using that platform no longer exists. So our best wishes to them and just really, really, really don't allow yourself to get taken down by one fell swoop um, because these things can happen anywhere. Eamon in DC writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's like you can and says, Hey, blessing and Tim with the news of Microsoft dropping its support for mixer and pivoting towards a partnership with Facebook gaming. I can't help but to think this was an inevitable outcome. Mixer has vastly underperformed relative to its competitors in the streaming streaming marketplace and its effort to bring in new creators like Ninja and shroud have clear, clearly failed to move the needle in any notable way. Meanwhile, Facebook Gaming saw a 210% increase in hours uh, watched between uh, December 2018 and, and December 2019, according to streaming software company Stream Elements. With Xbox attempting to bring Project X, xCloud uh, to market in the next one to two years, Microsoft has likely made the, wi- the wise move to partner with a company that can bring its services to scale. Uh, that Mixer never could. Facebook and Instagram each have one plus, one, one billion plus 
uh, monthly active users. And uh, paired with Phil Spencer's envisioned click-to-play functionality for xCloud, similar to what Stadia showcased in their reveal. We may see Xbox titles in the hands of more gamers than ever. What do you think are the long-term implications of an Xbox-Facebook partnership? Should gamers expect PlayStation to find to find similar partner uh, to find a similar partner to make PS Now more competitive? If so, who? YouTube with Stadia and Twitch with Amazon's rumored streaming platform appear to be off the table. And could we see Oculus support on the Series X? There's a lot there, but for you, what are the the long-term implications of a Facebook Microsoft partnership, Tim? Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, like Facebook is, like I was saying earlier, it's absolutely huge. The install base there is insane and they are committing. They are dedicating to having a live streaming service and video that is essentially constantly going where you go to find it, and how you go to actively search out creators and things that you're looking for. I don't know. And I don't think many people do know. And that's the problem of kind of setting up shop there because it's not a great place for uh, an actual community and and growth yeah. when it comes to your your streaming, um, but the the two hundred ten percent increase like that I'm not surprised by that, but I don't think that that should be an incentive to people um, to to go over there, and I think that the the partnership is at, at the end of the day, I think the partnership does come from a good place of the people at Discord trying to find a new home for the people that are no longer going you to, be mixer. to use the service sorry yes did i say discord yeah my bad mixer yeah are, mm-hmm. are going to be are, are trying to find them a new home and that's valiant and that's good facebook doesn't seem to be the best place but it, it's the place that they're going so yeah. i don't know i i don't think this is gonna uh be fruitful for many people um but i do think that there's there's money there and there i've seen it there's there's people that are getting paid good amounts of money to do the thing that they love to do. And mm-hmm. that's a, uh, uh, an area of opportunity that I haven't seen in the Twitch sphere or the Mixer sphere or the, the YouTube sphere even. Yeah, I, I could see something being there as far as, say, say you're a user on Facebook and you're scrolling through and you, and you see like a, a Facebook gaming stream pop up or whatever. And like, I, I, could, I could see the argument, the argument that, hey, yeah, you see that stream and via this partnership with Microsoft and Facebook, right? Like you see this person playing, uh, let's say Apex Legends, for example. You know, you click the stream, and there's a there's a straight up button that says, "Hey, launch right now." You know, through through XCloud. I can I can I can see the argument that you know that could be fruitful for for Microsoft and Xbox. I I don't know how fruitful that is. Like I think that could be like a good like maybe like a side a side way to get people into the platform. But I think with the way that people that people use Facebook and the way that that stuff is so, like we were saying earlier, right? Like so, so passive, and like a lot of those numbers are pretty autoplay based as far as as far as Facebook goes. Like you I don't know how much those numbers actually translate. I mean, like tons of I, eyes, but the actual like in, engagement, I think, is is where things start to to flounder. Dude, real talk. I'm, I'll never forget when I when we were back at IGN and um, I was working on the video team, but also doing um, like sales sponsored branded integration content. Like, I remember making a pitch to the guys where I was just like, look, all they want is numbers. And we're we're adding our numbers on IGN. We're adding our numbers on YouTube. Facebook have ridiculous numbers. They're not real, but they're numbers. And yeah. that's all that they're asking for. And I remember making pitches and we'd make sales to uh, to advertisers based on that. And it was like, I remember having honest conversations with some of our uh, sales at like our the, the clients and just being like, I'm telling you guys, like, these aren't real numbers. And they're like, we don't care. 
Like we just want that huh. number. And it's just like, that's, that's crazy. so mind-blowingly stupid to me. But like, that's just the case. Facebook just gets those numbers because of what do they count as a view? Do they count a view as when you're scrolling on, on your, your feed and it doesn't, you don't even hear it. You don't even see a second of it, but it's on your page. It's an impression. Like all that stuff, like, it matters and it counts and yeah. you know in the last couple of years we've seen a lot of shifting of you know more regulation for it but you or facebook is still leagues behind uh doing that stuff properly because it's entirely created to be its own ecosystem that makes itself a shit ton of money based on ads and it's going to keep continuing to do that tim let's continue talking about big business story number two we have an idea of the seven EA games coming to Switch over the next year. This is from Jeffy Grub Grub at VentureBeat. During the EA Play media presentation last week, Electronic Arts revealed that it's increasing support for the Nintendo Switch. This comes years after fans asking Electronic Arts for more games on the popular popular home slash or popular home console slash handheld hybrid. Quote: You can expect seven new games coming to Switch from EA in the next twelve months. That includes Burnout Paradise coming June 19th and Apex Legends later this year, said Respawn social media box Al- boss Alex Ackerman. In addition to Burnout, uh, Burnout and Apex Legends, EA confirmed that, e- that FIFA 21 and Lost in Random are both headed to Switch. So that gives you, that gives you four out of seven. So while EA has public, publicly confirmed the first four of the seven Switch games, I've gathered, and this is Jeff, Jeffy Grub Grub talking, I've gathered up the, uh, the other three from a source familiar with the publisher's release slate. One of the games is another EA original. This one is from Velen Studios, which EA signed a deal with last year. Velen appeared, appeared in a sizzle reel during EA Play as part, of the, as, as part of a teaser of the company's indie publishing efforts. Then EA is going to is, is going back to the racing game remasters as a follow-up to Burnout Paradise Remastered. The, the, publisher is next, uh, the publisher is next going to update 2010's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Like Burnout, and that's actually kind of a kind of strange thinking about it, but let's let's it we'll is. get back to that. Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> like Burnout, that game will also come to Switch in addition to PC and other consoles. Finally, EA is going to be is going to port its latest Plants vs. Zombie games uh, to Switch. Plants vs. Zombies uh, Battle for Neighborville should hit the Nintendo Switch at some point in the next year. So here's the full list of seven EA games hitting Nintendo Switch this year. And this is over, and I think this is like this fiscal year. And so this is 2020, 2021. Burnout Paradise, FIFA 21, Apex Legends, Lost in Random, Velen Studios, uh, their game, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Tim, how do you how do you feel about all this? A couple things I want to say. First off, I do want to shout out Jeff Grubb. Big Jeff fan. Grubb. And I love him because I feel like he's just come to prominence in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I I appreciate him because he breaks stories, he does some investigation, he gets some answers, but he, he has a voice. When you read this stuff, it's not just it doesn't just feel like traditional kind of like hero of the fact. It's like I like that there's there's always like some like there's humor in it. Anyway, Jeff, yeah. I appreciate you very much. Um, Jeff loves to have fun. Next up, EA, Switch. There was no support. And now, all of a sudden, there's some support. It's good to see. Apex Legends, I think, is kind of the, the standout here. Um, and it, it does feel a little bit, you know, better late than never in, in some senses, where the Switch has been out now years. And, like, that, the gold mine of just putting something on there um, and having it succeed is kind of gone. But I am, I'm pretty interested that ea finally is supporting the switch after 
its commitment to the Wii U, and we all saw how that went. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting, and this list of games, it does tell a story, and I think it's telling a story of them trying to make the right calls for the platform and not trying to overstep their bounds too much. Like these are games that potentially could really succeed on the platform. Um, yes. Then the third thing I want to say is Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. All right, but where's Underground, though, baby? Give me an Underground oh, remaster. It, it's just, for me, it's the fact that they're making a remaster of the remake of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Like, this is 2010's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which I guess, like, it's not really a remake. It's more of a reboot, reboot if anything. Yeah. But, but still, like, you know, what a, what a crazy series of events. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down to see how that goes because i feel like need for speed needs some revital revitalization and and that hot pursuit game was pretty all right like it wasn't i don't mm-hmm. think it was the greatest game but it was it was decent like it wasn't bad compared to like uh payback you know and some of the, some of this generation's need for speed games uh, but i I, th- I think you're right to the point that you know these these games tell a story you look at burnout paradise and that is a that is a remaster of a previous gen title that is something that you imagine would work well on switch and for me as somebody who's who's been playing it i it is fantastic on switch, on switch. i'm yeah. having a, a a blast uh with burnout paradise on switch so much so that i actually did boot up my playstation 4 version of burnout paradise because i i'm further in that one um and you know been jumping in and just having a, a great time with it um and so like you know that makes sense. FIFA is, of course, FIFA, and that, that game just has a wide appeal. And so you imagine, or you would hope that they actually take FIFA and they actually like make a version of the, of, of the game that um, is satisfactory. Because I think mm-hmm. I've I've heard about earlier versions of FIFA on this on the Switch that just didn't live up. And so you would hope that like they're they're trying to make a return of, return to form there. Apex Legends is like one of the biggest EA games right now, right? Like one of their biggest success, successes right right now. That makes sense on, makes sense on the Switch. Lost in Random and Velen Studios games, those are both smaller titles. Those are both those are both EA originals. Those are both games that are, you know, made for EA to to kind of expand that catalog and have some personality in there. And that those all those both make sense on Switch. Like those are the type all, of games too that need the as much chance to succeed and sell as possible. Like the more platforms yes. it can be on, that's just going to be good for them, for the devs, and for for the gamers. Hopefully, at the end of the day, if yes. Great games. And you would imagine that as far as as far as consoles go, right? Like the Switch is where those games are going to shine the most. Mm-hmm. And so those make sense. And yeah, like I, I I like that they're upping their output. Uh, this list of games, I think I think is a good start. And I'm curious to see like what this looks looks like in the future for you. Willing things into existence, though. Need for Speed Underground remake from the underground up. Whoa, you heard, you heard I like it. it. First, I like it. First. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Speaking of things I like a lot, story number three: Ghost of Tsushima has gone gold, and we have an ESRB description. This is Cyan Mar at VG twenty four seven. The ESRB rating concludes that Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima is an M rated game, meaning it's been marked as mature. Quote. Players use samurai swords, poison darts, and bows to battle enemies in melee-style combat, reads the ESRB description. Some attacks result in dismemberment and or decapitation of enemies, uh, enemy soldiers, often accompanied by large blood splatter effects. Uh, players can also perform assassination kills, e.g. neck stabbing, sword, in- sword impalement, uh, to dispatch enemies quietly. Cutscenes depict addic- additional acts of, vi- of intense violence. Uh, a soldier... Uh, lit on fire and beheaded, uh, bound bound civilians lit on fire and burned at the stake, uh, and decapitated man's head held up towards the screen. The, uh, the game also depicts a man's exposed buttocks. That's right, a man's exposed buttocks uh, as he bathes in a hot spring. Tim, does Get that have you excited? All of this has me excited, man. Look, it's going gold. You know what that means? 
eventually, very soon, we're going to be able to play this game. I need it in my life. Last of Us out of the way. I'm in a a gaming renaissance right now where I feel like, you know, there there was a ton of games in March and then there was just kind of a little little bit of a lull, you know? Like we we got Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake and then it was just kind of like, it's been chill, it's been chill. And then boom, Last of Us kind of took everything over. I still feel like the conversation for the next week or so is going to be all about Last of Us. But then Ghost is right there. How exciting is it that we're getting two PlayStation first-party titles this close together? And especially, Dude, we're getting we're getting three with Iron Man VR. Oh, and, and Iron Man VR, yeah, man, very exciting stuff. But it's cool. We're we're less than a month away from Ghost. Like that's so exciting. Like a new IP. Yeah. Like let's go. Can't yeah, wait. I'm. My excitement level for Ghost of Tsushima is like way off the charts. Like even even before the last of this part two, I was looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima even more. Not because like I think it's gonna be a better game than the last of us or anything like that, but just because it's something that's that's refreshing and something that's different and something that looks really cool. And as an open world, like I'm ready to get lost lost in it. And it's so an I cannot quantity. wait. It is an unknown quantity, right? And and that it's it, I cannot wait uh, to see how this game lives up. Story number four. Facebook has acquired Ready at Dawn. Uh, this is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Facebook continues to add VR developers to its stable of Oculus Studios, as the company today announced the acquisition of Ready at Dawn Studios. Quote, having shipped titles to multiple platforms in the past, Ready at Dawn is a veteran game developer with some serious chops as well as a, PR, as a VR pioneer. Uh, Facebook VP of AR slash VR content Mike Verdu said in a blog post announcing the acquisition. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Everyone from Ready at Dawn is joining the Oculus team, and the studio will continue to operate out of its two offices in Irvine, California, and Portland, Oregon. Founded by by former Blizzard Entertainment and Naughty Dog developers in 2003, Ready at Dawn built its reputation reputation making PSP installments of prominent Sony franchises like Daxter and God of War Chains of Olympus. It also made the early PS4 exclusive, The Order 1886, and in recent years has focused on VR, producing three entries in its Lone Echo franchise for Oculus. A fourth game in the series, Lone Echo 2, is currently in development. Radio Dawn is the third developer Facebook has acquired uh, for Oculus in the past year. Uh, this is exciting stuff. Like I, I, I have kind of like a, a, uh, a bittersweet reaction to it because as somebody who, as somebody who loves PlayStation uh, and PlayStation VR, but also as somebody who has played uh, Echo Arena, you know, like it's a bummer to see that that Sony didn't didn't jump on the chance to acquire Ready at Dawn, or like I'm sure maybe those conversations happened, but whatever, whatever, whatever it was, like that partnership just didn't happen. Um, you know, like seeing see, seeing Ready at Dawn get scooped up by by Facebook and Oculus, uh, and knowing now for sure that the Order 1886 or the Order 1886 2, Order 1887 now has way less of a chance of being made, but also totally. like. You know the fact that Ready at Dawn games aren't even going to be coming to PSVR, as far as we we know and understand. Maybe they could still, but who knows? Um, that that strikes me as a, a little bit little bit of a bummer. But good for them for getting acquired. Like the Echo games are are, are cool, um, and this all kind of makes sense given the last about three or four years for Ready at Dawn. Totally, and you know the focus on VR, I think, has has changed a lot in the last couple of years. Where there was that race of everyone has to do it, and now it's kind of like, okay, cool. The the dust has settled a little bit, and and there are kind of a, a, there's a bit more defined lanes in in terms of what VR is and what can, what VR can be. And I think we really saw with like Half Life Alex coming out, like, okay, cool. VR has now cemented itself 
in this category of real games. It's not just like experiences. And that's been happening over the course of the last, what, four years? So at this point now where, you know, it is good to see um, Facebook and Oculus committing to having a game division um, and to having teams that are talented uh, work on VR titles to keep continuing pushing that the, the medium forward. And, you know, I love to see it as well on the PSVR side. We were just talking about Iron Man. It's like, I'm, I'm happy that titles of that magnitude are a priority still because VR could very much have been a flash in the pan, gone, and and we wouldn't have stories like this. Yeah, it's, it's still chugging, which is, I think, the, the great thing. And Tim, a question I have for you, actually mm-hmm. speaking of what you just said, what do you think are the legs for VR for the future? Do we do does VR become a staple forever? Do we get five more years of this hype and does it dissipate? Like where are you at in terms of where you where you think the future of VR goes? I think that it's going to be around forever. Um, and I think that just at some point it's going to just merge back into core gaming. But I think that that's pretty damn far away from where we're at now. But mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, if it was were to have went away, it would have went away already. It, this isn't like three D games when playstation focused on it one press conference and then you know there was a year of games that had an ugly 3d sticker on the box and now (laughs) that'll never be a thing again you know i forgot about that yeah (laughs) but vr is like it's different it's 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 a tech that's pushing things forward you know something that that excites me a lot is audio and um the surround experience and seeing you know xbox kind of go down with this um the, the dolby atmos route which is very exciting and then playstation focusing so much uh, of the PS5 conversation on this 3D audio idea. I've never used the the platinum headset from Sony, but uh, it has it has 3D audio and there's all the, the profiles for the different games. I ordered one this week because I was like, I, I fucked up not having it for Last of Us. And I'm like, for mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima, like I want, if there's a profile, for oh, that, yeah. I want to check it out because um, I just, I love that stuff. And I think that VR has really pushed um, that technology forward to be able to have 3D spatial sound matter and that translates back to traditional games. So it's like, I think that VR gaming is very important for traditional gaming as well. And I think that they were kind of working hand in hand in, in pushing each other forward. Um, but I do think at some point they're, they're, they will merge, but I, I don't see it going in a way, going away. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. And I, I can see that too. Like in a way, VR reminds me of a better version of motion controls and what the motion control craze was mm-hmm. you know like because that was the thing that that lasted partly because the wii was a console that that's based around motion controls and so that was going to last that that length of time regardless um but even like we had connect kind of come and go and we had playstation move kind of come and go but like they didn't they they never really fully went like motion controls still live in a lot of ways especially on the switch of course because of the, mm-hmm. the gyro motion but even in playstation right like You'll have games that you'll have specifically like PlayStation first party games, but you'll have some games that find clever ways to uh, make use of the motion controls, right? Like in Last of Us, we have just like the flashlight thing. The we flashlight, have to, like, and, and it's shake just it. <laughs> here's both of us just fucking shaking. <laughs> yes, yeah, but uh, but no, for reals though, it's like that that little moment. It it's it's a gimmick, but it's it's a evidence of a gimmick working. Like here you are playing this yeah. thirty hour experience, and how many times did you shake the flashlight in Last of Us two? I don't know, probably like four or five times. I'd say three. And it's like, cool. Like that's, it's so perfectly executed where it's not like this annoying thing of like, oh, I got to do this. It's kind of, it's a nice feature that, that immerses you. And that goes into the VR stuff that like, I I agree with you that 
VR is kind of motion gaming um, epitomized and, and done correctly. Yeah, like it, it, it's done in a way that's just more exciting to me. Like, I, and that's the thing. I think compared to motion controls, I don't know how you implement VR into standard gaming in a way that you know makes it make sense. Like VR, I think VR is still gonna have to exist to some extent, like side by side in a way. But you know, like right now, I'm for the most part, and let me not even say. Oh, I guess I could say for the most part, like for the most part, more excited about the VR games that are coming out more so than I was about the motion control games that are coming out during the the apex of that. And part of that is like motion control is also integrated into VR in a very in a, in a very heavy way. And so like they're kind of one in one, but still games like Beat Saber, games like um like Iron Man VR coming out soon, but also like Super Hot VR and um Pistol Whip and like there's a lot Star of VR Wars, games that can Star Wars oh, yes. Squadrons. Star Wars Squadron is going to be is going to be right. VR. And I know I know people like uh Vader Immortal uh and mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet. I have it on my Oculus Quest and I'm like I I'm, I'm kind of waiting on it to come to come to PSVR so I can talk about it on PS Love but we'll see. Um but there there're just so many games that are being made that are being tailor made for VR that are just very exciting exciting in a way that with motion controls like only Nintendo were the ones that were making exciting games for motion controls. Even even that like had a limit, right? I like mean, when I think of the exciting motion control games, it's like Wii Sports and Dance Central was a moment, man. Dance Central for sure, yeah. Yeah, but, like, but I, I feel, feel like, like I feel like it's way more limited. Things, though. yeah. Oh, totally, totally, totally. And I guess like I will say that the most popular motion control games are more popular than the most popular VR games. If I had to make that blank that blanket statement, but, but I mean, that makes I, sense. That's in, that's install base. Right? Yeah, like exactly. Especially with Xbox forcing the connect on everyone, like everyone had one that bought an Xbox. So, yeah, and so I'm I'm excited about what the future of VR is. I don't think it's I don't I mean I don't think VR is going to disappear at any point. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just curious to see like does PlayStation keep supporting PSVR? Do, does Oculus VR like gain even more mainstream success? Right, like what does that look like, or does, does it remain this very niche thing that? I don't know, maybe grows outside of games because like games aren't the only the games aren't the things that aren't the games aren't the thing that can sustain it by itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We shall see. Story number five is our last new story for the day. Marvel's Avengers has been confirmed as a free upgrade to PS5. This is Jordan Serrani at IGN who writes Marvel's Avengers is officially coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X when the consoles launch this holiday. Those who purchase the game for PS4 and Xbox One, either physically or digitally, will be able to upgrade the respective upgrade to the respective next-gen version free of charge. Square Enix has also announced Avengers will support cross-generation play between PlayStation and Xbox consoles, meaning PS5 owners can play with PS4, Xbox Series X, uh, or PS5 owners can play with PS4, and Xbox Series X owners can play with Xbox One. Players will also be able to transfer saves between current and next-gen consoles. The PS5 version will offer both an enhanced graphics mode and a high frame rate mode. Uh, the latter targets 60 FPS with dynamic 4K resolution. Gary Sneffen, CTO at uh, developer Crystal Dynamics, noted PS5's ultra-fast SSD will make for neatly, nearly nearly instant load times in Avengers. Quote, Fuck yeah, man. And as Iron Man flies through content-rich content levels, higher-resolution textures, and mesh... Uh, and mesh will stream in stream in instantly, maintaining the highest possible quality quality at all the way uh, to the horizon. He added, "Avengers will also take advantage of the DualSense controllers' haptic haptic feedback and resistance triggers, as well as PS5's 3D audio capabilities." 
The announcement comes as Sony is, has yet to announce an official plan for next-gen upgrades. Microsoft has, has established its own policy with smart delivery. In lieu of an official policy, some, some publishers are taking it upon themselves to offer those upgrades for free, including CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk 2077, EA with FIFA, FIFA in Madden 21, and now Square with Avengers. Tim, Hell how, yeah. do you, how, how do you feel about all this? All this is great news. I'm so excited for next gen. Like, I love that they're saying that 4K 60 for this thing is what they're targeting in near instant load times. Awesome. I just love that next gen is just going to make our current games this much better. And all the stuff here is like what we would have dreamed of five mm. years ago. Crossplay between all the things, buy it once and get the upgrade. Awesome. PlayStation 4 gamers being able to play with Xbox Series X gamers. That's fantastic. Like, that's the world yeah. we want to live well, in, especially for games like this that are games as a service. Well, to clarify, because actually I had to read this like multiple times. And it's, li it's literally this last time that I actually like read it correctly because uh, it seems like PS5, PS5 owners won't be able to play with Xbox One and like vice versa. Or like there's not, there's not necessarily cross play, it's just cross generation. And so PS5 can play with PS4, Xbox Series X can play with Xbox One, which I don't know how I feel about. Like I don't know why there isn't just like a oh wait whoa whoa, whoa 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 no wait the the way it's written is weird it is because the comma <laughs> yeah the comma is in a very very weird place it, the way yeah, it's PS5 written... owners can play with PS4 comma Xbox Series X okay okay hold on yeah right it's, it's written very very weird we'll support cross generation play between okay okay then I take back what I said this isn't perfect <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, that's like a that's one detail, but yeah, it is it is kind of a, a weird one, one because I don't I don't understand why that wouldn't be the case. Like I don't yeah. understand why you wouldn't just go all the way and allow for crossplay to happen, um, especially because it's becoming more and more of a standard is a weird word because I don't know if, if most games are doing this, but no, it's more and more of the big it's games the standard, are doing man. it. We it has to be the standard. We need to stick with that. We need to say it. We need to put that out into the world, and then it will happen. And I think that already it's starting to. And like there's there's signs of it all kind of happening here. I love that like even though Sony hasn't talked about whatever its smart delivery system is, it's already happened with the third parties. Cyberpunk yeah. and Avengers um, are the the biggest third party games of note. Um, I think the, that are in that early phase. Assassin's Creed would be the final one that we would need to hear about. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, otherwise it's like I will say this is kind of a bummer. Cross gen is awesome, but cross play. Is, yeah. is key for this type of thing and especially for games as a service and i think that i'm very excited to see avengers is it tomorrow we get to see more i don't remember what day it is now it's thursday someday this week yeah we see it on thursday today's tuesday so two tomorrow's days the, tomorrow's the pokemon thing right happening at yeah. 6 a.m oh wait no, no it's wednesday it's tomorrow it's tomorrow yeah, yeah. we're gonna see more avengers tomorrow God, so much is happening this week i know it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, Bless and i will be doing live reactions to the avengers war chest thing and to the pokemon presents yeah, man. Yeah, early morning. Very yeah, early I, morning. Yeah, it's super high. Go toe, baby. Um. Anyways, I I hope that they uh, change this. Tim, I'm gonna I I, I want to talk about the games that are coming to Mom and Crop Shops today. But before I do, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Technology has improved just about everything: phones, cars, shopping. Yet. Mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep, but we deserve better. And finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. 
Purple is for every body, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature, naturally temp, naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never, you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. Uh, the purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It's truly a mattress that does it all. Kind of funny loves purple, purple mattress. Tim, you like to use purple products. How do you feel about True. them? Do you like them? Oh, my God. The pillow is the best pillow I've ever used. There's this technology that it has that makes it so it never gets hot. It never even gets warm. It's a Man. perfectly cool pillow. I need that so much. It's sturdy. I'm a two-pillow guy. My entire life, I've been a two-pillow guy. I'm a one-pillow guy now. This Whoa. thing is exactly where I need it to be. Dude, yeah, Kev. It's see, a big about deal. What, about what size is the pillow? Because this is important for me because I sleep it's, a weird way. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good pillow, man. Wait, it's no, a, I'm sorry. It's a good nice. Hold on a second. You sleep a weird way? So, like, the way... Maybe you the don't have the sleep, right, right pillow. You need to get yourself I, one of these like, pillows. So, like... Hold up. So, like, I like to, like, you know... I, I, so, you know how... Oh, bless. That, like that pillow is... I sleep with my pillow. That like, pillow is done, dude. Pillow. Like, you, you've been is sleeping it? on that bad boy too long. I've only had this pillow, like, seven months. Is that yeah, too long for pillow? Honestly, though, I feel like you should go to purple.com slash games and use promo code games for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Dude, I might do that. I might, I might do that. Check out those pillows. Because I'm telling you, the pillows are, are just fantastic. Um, again, go to purple.com slash games. Use promo code games. For a limited time, you get $150 off any purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. Oh, man. Shout out to that ultra durable purple grid, man. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Tim? I'm really excited to see what other games upgrade to PS5 from PS4 and do the same smart delivery thing, but it's not smart delivery because everything's confusing and nothing makes sense. But that is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we we got... SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated uh, for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, uh, which we talk a lot about on uh, PS Love You XOXO, which is out this morning. And so listen to that if you want our full impressions. Barrett's on there. Barrett is on there too, uh, talking about how he feels about the game. Overall, not great. Not a great. Not a great remaster or remake. Also, uh, well, no, it sounds like the remake was great. The game's not great to begin with, but you can I mean, also. Um, go check out a first impressions uh, video that that Barrett made. Oh yeah, there's a video on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, and there's also a a audio version on our first impressions feed. Um, search for oh. Kind of Funny First Impressions on your favorite podcast service, and it'll be there. It might be the Jared Petty face from Debatable as the album art. For some reason, that's not changing. Um, but hey, one day that's maybe perfect. it'll change. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, also out today, Star Wars Episode One Racer for PS4 and Switch, which I actually literally just installed. Oh my uh, so god, I'm, I'm about to, to get it. That. Let's yeah, go. man. Uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione for PS4 and Xbox One, Tower of Time for PS4, Pokemon Cafe Mix for Switch, iOS, and Android, which I might actually have to download because I'm actually I, I that that was actually speak, speaking to me a little bit during the the Pokemon Presents thing. Little Town Hero for PS4, which that's the Game Freak game, if I remember that correctly. Uh, the little little RPG mm-hmm. they, they put out last year. Octonaut for PS4. Ultra Core for PS4 and Switch. Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour for Switch. A Summer with the Shiba Inu for, for PS4. Conjurer, Andy's Repeatable Dungeon for Switch. High Score Boy 
for PC, Beaver Fun River Run for Steam and for Steam. Hold on, let me say that again. Beaver Fun River Run Steam Edition for PC, Escape from Cosmic Abyss for PC, Card Hog for PC, The Inn's Mouth Curse for PC and Mac, Viking Chronicles for Tale. Uh, Viking Chronicles Tale of the Lost Queen for PC, Share Care You for PC, and then Billion Road is available now for, for Steam and Switch, and then Danganronpa is available now for mobile. New dates. Billion uh, with- Road. If you Billion want, want to see our reaction to Billion Road, check out the VOD on Twitch of our yeah. reaction to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Today's uh, uh, New Game Plus Expo, which I'm actually going to talk about a lot because we have a lot of new dates. Um, but, let, me, let me start this one off. I actually added yeah, one for us that I got, I got a PR uh, email for during the show. With the launch of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on September 4th, 2020, the legacy continues with some of the most prom- prominent, is what they meant to say, not preeminent, <laughs> uh, pro skaters in the world today. Uh, Nia Houston, Leo Baker, Leticia Bufani, Aora Nishimura, Lizzie Armanto, Shane O'Neill, Riley Hawk, and Tyshawn Jones are all joining the lineup of OG oh. skaters in the remaster. So that's cool. So we're getting some new content. We're getting some new faces. Uh, they made the decision to, in, in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remake 1 and 2, to have all the skaters from those two games, but aged up. So like they're like oh, they're, middle-aged so they're, they're, skaters. Awesome. Yeah. They're in the 40s the, and 50s. Now we have all the, the young guys coming in here. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the big news, and the reason I'm putting this here, is uh, the people that pre-ordered the game digitally will get access to the warehouse demo starting on August 14th. Whoa. So... That's, That's like a month ahead of the release, very or a couple weeks at least. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Earth Defense Force 6 has been announced for 2021. And then the rest of these I'm going to do, these are all from New Game, uh, New Game Plus Expo. Uh, Harvest Moon One World is launching this fall on PS4 and Switch. Tin and Kuna is coming to all platforms this fall. Fight Crab is coming to Steam on July 30. Samurai Showdown is adding the Warden character in a crossover with For Honor. That is available June 24th. ReZero, starting life in another world, is, is coming to PS4, uh, Switch, and Steam this winter. Fallen Legion, Revenants, is coming early 2021 to PS4 and Switch. Neo Geo Pocket Color Selection is coming to Switch this summer. Trails of Cold Steel 4 is coming to PS4 on October 27th uh, and to other platforms, PC and Switch, in 2021. Death End Request 2 is coming August 25th to PS4 and Steam. Cafe Enchante is launching this November on Switch, which I'm actually a little bit excited for. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 has been announced and is coming to, coming soon to all platforms. Fairy Tale is available July 31st on PC, PS4, and Switch. Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection is available July 28th on PS4 and Switch. And then lastly, Ease 9 monstrum nox is coming 2021 to pc ps4 and switch tim mm-hmm. listeners can write in to patreon.com slash confident games where they can get the show ad free and get their questions answered just like zig who did just that and says what's crashing it's about time we finally got a brand new crash game my question is if this game holds up from the previous games will we want a new game from crash or go back to Go back to remake some classics like Wrath of Cortex or Twin Sanity. As always, stay safe. Tim, we're getting Crash 4 soon. We're getting Crash 4 this yes, year. And it looks if fantastic. It, if, if this game comes out and it blows us all away, what do you think is the next step for Crash? Do we go back and remake some more or, we, or do clear. we make Crash 5? I don't, there's no chance this game blows people away. It's going to be more Crash. And I, I, I legitimately think this game has a chance at being the best 
platformer crash game we've ever gotten. Like they, this team, I believe in them. They are true fans of the originals. And I think that the original games all while nostalgic and have a lot of quality to them do have a lot of kind of eh, things about them. I think this is a, a fresh opportunity for them to only focus on the good stuff, fix some of the problems, which I think even in the trailer we saw um, a commitment to not having gimmicks that are for gimmick's sake, but to actually enhance the gameplay and uh, to not last too long. Being more of a power-up system as opposed to level system, I think is very smart. The levels seem a bit more wider, all of that. I, I think this is good. Um, I think that if this game is as good as I hope it's going to be, that we then get a sequel to that game and you keep going that direction. Um, Wrath of Cortex is not a classic. Like Wrath of Cortex is a game that came out. We do not need a remake of it. It wasn't good then. It's not good Damn. now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just facts. It's just. I think facts. so. This might this might upset you. I think Wrath of Cortex might have been the first Crash game I played, and like I mean, that's, the that's only one that I played all the way through. Yeah, it's it's that, that's unfortunate because it it was not a game. Um, that was it was the most money grab move made so far. Not made by Naughty Dog. Like, did not have the core DNA of like what makes Crash games special. And the biggest problem was it was a next gen title being on PlayStation 2. It was Crash's debut on Next Gen, and that was at a time that we were seeing Jack and Daxter. And it's like, you couldn't compare those two. Um, and then Twin Sanity, good game. I stand by that. It is not horrible. It is definitely the best Crash game to to happen outside of the, the originals. Um, having said that, it, a remake's not going to help it. I think it'll uh, expose the flaws more than it exposes greatness. Uh, similar to SpongeBob, the Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrate. Mm. Tim, now it's time to squat up. Grayling Thibodeau writes in with a squat up on Xbox and says, Hey guys, I've been getting deep into No Man's Sky since it's on Game Pass slash crossplay. Uh, come on down and visit the Milk Mommy system and explore the planet Greg Sucks. Maybe we'll make a No Man's Sky KF colony. God. <laughs> My friend code is MQ44TCSE. E6252, and that'll be in, in the description for this for this episode. Um, you can also add Grayling on Xbox uh, with the username MS space 98 space paint. So MS 98 paint. Now it's time for kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Nana Ball just writes in and says, Reminder, Sony partnered with Microsoft for cloud service support on May 19, 2019, and we haven't seen any fruits from that partnership yet. So there you go. I'm not sure. I guess that's just more context for the the Facebook conversation. Uh, let's see. Azo writes in and says the Avengers live stream is called War Table, as that uh as that is what the main player will use during the game's plantain but campaign plantain. Um. Nail Bosch says regarding replacing pil pillows, a general rule of thumb is to replace your pillows once every one to two years. But I'm, I don't know, man. If if this Your purple pillow, pillow is so great, thin. it just looks like you've flattened it. But maybe I know, man, you I got started. This, I got this pillow, pillow. In, I got this pillow in like November. Did you start? Was it a thin say. pillow and you got it? Is that what you look for? No, for it, was pretty, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty like thick fluffy? and fluffy. Well, what, are yeah. you, what are you shaking your face at? I'm happy I learned a word today. Preeminent. Thank you, uh, you Finn. Just learned the 78. word preeminent. So, yeah, preeminent, having paramount rank, dignity, or importance. Outstanding supreme. Did you know preeminent, Kev? Wait, what is it when uh, you you attack first just in case? 
I fucking hate you. I fucking hate what? you so goddamn much, you son of what? a bitch. <laughs> what? I'm like googling now, like preeminent. <laughs> right. Because I could... Wait, come on. What is it? When what? What do you hate me for? <laughs> I literally. Okay, just so you know, the chain of events that just happened, Kev. I said I learned a word, preeminent. I then read the the definition of the word. Yeah. And then you said, you don't know preeminent? And I said, you know it? And then you go, yeah. And then you say okay. the wrong definition. So as it turns out, I was thinking preemptive. <laughs> yes, you were. Okay. That's what <laughs> but I know so preeminent, I too. too. I was very confused, too, because yeah. I was like, is that not what, pre- what preeminent means? Yeah, but yeah, I, was, Wait, I guess I was confusing. One more time, one more time. Preeminent What's with preeminent. preeminent mean? I wasn't listening when you said the definition. Okay, preeminent. So uh-huh. this is now the word of the day. Preeminent, everybody. Uh, preeminent is having paramount rank, dignity, or importance. Outstanding, okay. supreme. Right, got it. All right, yeah. yeah. So that yeah, makes sense that of the new class of Tony Hawk's pro skaters. Sit right. They would be the preeminent skaters, right? The big yes. dog skaters. <laughs> the big dogs. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really cool <laughs> new word we just learned. I know. This is I'm awesome. We're learning this together. together. <laughs> I'm, 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 we, I'm glad we, we, we knew that together. word, right? That, that's not like a crazy word. Preeminent? I, did, did I think it was pre, uh, preeminent? Wait, I can't say it now. You know what I'm saying. Preemptive. That's Tomorrow's hosts are Greg Miller and Gary Witta. Uh, and of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live. Re- uh, uh, oh, no, I lost it. Each and every weekday at, t- at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You would have thought that I've remembered that by now. I thought I could go off script. I went off script and I totally forgot wh- where what, what link it is. Uh, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Uh, we have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the server level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.